0: Yeah, deepest blue is my hat is like a shark Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark deepest blue is my heart is like a shark Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark It is Friday, October 29th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 8 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schauff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared. Now that we're on the FanDuel side is it still Josh Allen leading things <laughs> off at cash QB for you.
1: Oh yeah, you know it is. Um easier to play Allen here on FanDuel I think, and you know, always easier to fit in those expensive quarterbacks. So, um you know, Buffalo the high- highest implied total of the week at 31.75 points. Allen has owned the Dolphins uh, throughout his career really. Miami ranks 26th in Football Outsiders pass defense DVOA this season, 23rd in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. This is also going to be a fast-paced game. Uh, but both these teams ranking top 13 in situation crucial pace. So a lot of plays, a lot of passes, a lot of fantasy points for
0: Josh Allen, I think. I just imagine the Dolphins collectively sitting there, like, man, I'm not afraid of Josh Allen. Somebody's like, he's right there behind you. <laughs> Go like that. <laughs> They cannot be happy to see Josh Allen coming because he has owned them in his brief time here, especially last season. I think if you do want to save some money, Joe Burrow at 7,800 bucks also makes sense over here. Bengals are 13th in the league at 57.3% neutral pass rate since T Higgins returned in week five. So they opened the season looking like and, you know, acting like one of the league's most run heavy offenses. But that has shifted As Joe Burrow's gotten further away from his knee injury, as T Higgins got healthy, he has thrown two touchdown passes or more in every game so far, three touchdowns each of the past two weeks. And he's got Jamar Chase or T Higgins available for stacking. If you like to do that sort of thing in your cash lineup. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go ahead and not play Jamar Chase and DFS again this week
0: and get burned. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, he's one of those guys that you want to call a sell high but he's just awesome i mean you yeah. watch him it's like the reason he's outperforming his usage is because he's awesome <laughs> he's still gonna he's not gonna keep this up but he is awesome um you know his
1: volume is growing uh, largely because as he said since then he's throwing it more so he's he's gonna be great the rest of the way one of these weeks though he's gonna you know just put up 70 yards and no touchdown that's that's when i'm gonna win a tournament
0: There you go. It's definitely coming down some, but I certainly don't think he's going to crash anytime soon. Uh, GPP side. I think Joe Burrow is also in play here because I don't think that he's quite going to crack that top shelf of quarterbacks, even though I think he's got as much upside as most other guys on the slate. And you can use either Higgins. Chase is going to be highly owned or you could toss both of them in to try to differentiate T Higgins, by the way, $1,900 cheaper than Jamar Chase on FanDuel, despite averaging more targets per game so far.
1: Yeah, I like Higgins on both sides, actually as a value this week. Um, so it, uh,
0: Josh Allen for me in tournaments. Uh,
1: Justin Herbert I think um, is an option. Hopefully he gets Austin Eckler back. I'm a little intrigued on Fanduel here too by Trevor Lawrence. Um, coming off a buy, gets a bad Seahawks defense. He he's been running more, which always helps. Um, you know Marvin Jones and Lavisca Shonald are both priced pretty nicely. So that that's kind of the cheap stack I would consider if you want to be able to you know pay up, get some stud running backs. You know maybe play Derrick Henry. Um, I, I think Lawrence and One or two of his pass catchers might make sense.
0: I could see doing a little bit of that. My concern there is that it's just a a sluggish, ugly game with lots of James Robinson. And I wonder if Trevor Lawrence has the ceiling to pay off.
1: Seattle has faced the most plays per game, though. You know, they're giving up a lot of plays, which which obviously helps.
0: That's true. I'm also curious to see the ownership on Matt Ryan, and Calvin Ridley over here because they're certainly going to be in consideration for me everywhere. Running back for cash, Jared Derrick Henry's down uh, eleven thousand now. It's just 10-5. So I mean, does that mean he's going to be in all of your lineups? Well, I, you know, I tried playing him last week and it
1: didn't work out. So I'm I'm not playing Derrick Henry and Cash this week. So you all probably should. He's you know probably going to go for two hundred and three. I'm going to go down to Daryl Henderson, seventy-seven hundred bucks. You know, all the usage was there for him again last week. You know, when healthy, he has been a workhorse back for the Rams had 15 carries and 6 targets last week. Um I think he probably you know, I think he has a shot at 20 carries this week with the Rams big 14 and a half point favorites against Houston. Uh the Texans 30th in football outsiders run D. So like Darrell Henderson, the cheap play I like on FanDuel at running back is uh Elijah Mitchell, 5800 bucks. Um he's averaging about 16 carries in his four healthy games this season. He has 27 of San Francisco's 31 running back carries over the last two weeks since coming back from injury. So I I just think he's a good volume bet against a Bears defense. that's going to be without Khalil Mack. Uh, I'm not sure. Is, is uh, Akeem Hicks going to play on Sunday? I know he's a big part of that run. He's, defense. If he's out, That'd be, yeah, that'd be an upgrade for Mitchell if he's out.
0: Yeah. I, there's not a whole lot scary in that Chicago defense at this point. So yeah, I like Elijah Mitchell. I have him down here. I think Kenneth Gainwell is in play, but again, not somebody that I'm tripping over myself to get into lineups. And I'll throw out DeAndre Swift at 7,900 just because I think, even without the full PPR scoring, he's probably still a little bit underpriced for his level of production week to week. He's delivering whether it's half PPR or full. So uh, those four guys that we just mentioned are the ones that I have down here. On the GPP side, this is where I'm not playing Kenneth Gainwell. I don't like the ceiling or what I expect his ownership to be. And honestly, it's it's more so the ceiling than the ownership. I guess anybody could score twice, but I don't like Kenneth Gainwell versus other guys that I can have in the similar range. And you talked about one of the other guys at a lower price that I would prefer over Kenneth Gainwell here, and it's Zach Moss.
1: Yeah, um, again, yeah, the Bills should put up a ton of points on Sunday. So Moss has nice touch on upside. He, he's, you know, for the, for the most part, he's been running ahead of Devin Singer, Singletary for the, you know the past four or five games now. Um, so I like Moss in tournaments. I like Damian Harris in tournaments here on FanDuel. And I kind of want to play him on draft because I don't love the price on, on DK in the, with the full PPR. I think he makes more sense here on FanDuel. But, you know, he, he, he Harris has 14-plus carries in five of seven games this season. He is tied for second in the NFL and carries inside the five-yard line. So, you know, he's getting those touchdown opportunities. Teams going extremely run heavy against L.A. You know, just the, t- the, the way the Chargers play defense, they kind of invite you to run. Um, and you know and teams are doing it they're doing it with success the Chargers 32nd in football outsiders run defense rankings they're 24th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. so I definitely expect a run heavy game plan from New England on Sunday with you know Harris as the focal point of that
0: yeah I, I like those guys I have Damian Harris down I think Elijah Mitchell's gonna make sense here too because I don't think he's gonna go very highly owned and I'm very curious to see if Nick Chubb stays short of double-digit ownership projection because if he does, I think he's going to be a smash in this matchup. Even though, you know, Pittsburgh has played the run tougher. I mean, it's Nick Chubb. If he's back, there's no Kareem Hunt. He's going to get lots of touches in this game. Yeah, but stop talking about him now. I'm just saying uh, single digits. That's right. Wide receiver for cash. I think even if you're not playing Josh Allen, for some reason, Stefan Diggs looks good across formats at 7,300 bucks. I mean, the last year version of Stefan Diggs probably would have been what eight, 8.5 K by now. Yeah. Just a crazy price.
1: And I mean, he's, he's been relatively disappointing so far, but all the usage has been there. Um, he had the big game prior to the bye week and I, I got some, I got some numbers here from uh, underdogs, Hayden Winks, the, the Dolphins are near the top of the league in man coverage, right? You know, they, they play a lot of man coverage. Stephon Diggs has been top nine in yards per route run against man coverage, both last year and this year so far And this season, Diggs has a 51% target share when defenses are, are, are playing man coverage. Did that, that's where Allen's going because Diggs is, is open against man coverage. He's such a good route runner. So yeah, I love Josh Allen. And I think, you know, he's going to, you know,
0: carry Diggs to a big game here too. And we don't even have to say Stefan Diggs is going to rebound at some point. He did it against Tennessee before they went on by. So, I mean, it's also Stefan Diggs. We don't have to really make a case for him. So, yeah, definitely going to have some money on Stefan Diggs, especially before the game. So I can watch him and just enjoy scoring those points. He at that price, Calvin Ridley at 7K and then Michael Pittman at 6600, I think are all attractive. All going to be in that pool of consideration for cash wideouts. Yeah, I like Chris Godwin
1: too at 7,200. You know, I, I just I think he's a good target bet here with Antonio Brown out, with Mike Evans dealing with Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I, I think you know Godwin should kind of be the focal point of the passing
0: game for the Bucks on Sunday. Well, he and Mike Evans. I don't know if either one's going to be you know the focal point.
1: Yeah, again, I just, I just think Evans has a tougher matchup, so I would bet on Godwin out targeting him in this
0: game. Mm-hmm. On the GPP side, I think those guys will be in in consideration. You know, I don't think either one's going to get too dominantly owned in those projections to be out of consideration. And I think Tom Brady will be low if you want to consider playing him. Mm-hmm. It's the Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Robbie Anderson stack that I'm looking at too. And I think in addition to being on the lower ownership side, that's going to allow you to put some expensive pieces around it, get some better running backs in the lineup, kind of ensure those touchdown chances along with the volatile wide receivers. You know, I mentioned it on the DraftKings show, but Robbie Anderson top eight, among wide receivers and targets over the past four weeks, but 57th in PPR points, 14th in not expected fantasy points. Cause we're talking about Robbie Anderson in 2021. So it should have fantasy points, what he should be scoring on the usage that he's getting. If Sam Darnold remembers how to play quarterback at any point, there's going to be a good game coming.
1: Yeah. So love Calvin Ridley. Um, interested in Robbie Anderson. I'll say, and I'll probably end up using him in a lineup or two. I'm going to go back to Keenan Allen as well. Um, 6,900 bucks on FanDuel here. He, you know, he's underachieved versus usage so far. The Patriots also just lost their slot corner, Jonathan Jones, for the season. So, uh, you know, I think Mike Williams will be fine on Sunday as well. But, um, you know, the, the matchup might dictate Keenan Allen, you know, kind of being the focal point of the passing game on Sunday
0: keenan allen had a stretch last year too where he wasn't scoring touchdowns and everything else was fine and people were like what's wrong with keenan allen and then all of a sudden he started scoring touchdowns again so keenan Allen's somebody to just bet on in general even whenever there's like whenever there's a dip you buy the dip with keenan allen agreed like bitcoin (laughs) there you go tight end for cash jared what are you favoring so kyle
1: pitts again comes in as the top value for us at 6800 bucks so i have no issue if you want to Go there, I think his you know price is probably going to get into the seven thousand starting next week, even potentially. So, Pitts is in play. Um, if you want to save some money, I think Dallas Goddard is a nice value at fifty nine hundred bucks. Um, you know, the, all the usage that we wanted to see in that first game without Zach Ertz was there last week. Ninety three percent of Philly's offensive snaps, Goddard was seventh among tight ends last week in expected fantasy points. If that continues, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pay off this price tag more often than not.
0: Yeah, he did only see 14.7% of Eagles targets. So I would like to see that number come up, but there's certainly room for that to happen. And even if it doesn't happen consistently, it could happen in any given game. I have no issue with either of those guys. I also want to throw out Pat Fryermuth though, way down at 4,900 if you want some savings and somebody who's going to be involved. Seven targets, seven catches the last time out. You know, we mentioned not somebody to count on yet, but that salary makes him attractive and no Eric Ebron this week. Ebron's not been a big factor, but mm-hmm. if he's not playing at all, that can certainly only help the snap share and opportunities for Fryermuth.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we you know we talked on yesterday's show. The targets were there in that last game, but the, the pass routes were still kind of underwhelming. With Ebron out now, you know the, the pass route should come up. You know potentially like into the seventies or 80s. So yeah, I, I like Fryermuth quite a bit.
0: Especially a tall guy that's not too far away from Old Ben, so he can actually see him and reach him with his throws. PP exactly. side, what do you like?
1: Uh, Tyler Higby. Uh, I, 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 this guy has a two touchdown game coming. Um, he's second among tight ends in both red zone and end zone targets. Uh, the, the Rams have the thirty one and a half point implied total this week. There should be plenty of touchdowns to go around. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing Higby in tournaments. It's kind of no reason to get off him. All the usage we want to see is there.
0: I have to decide between Tyler Higby and Dalton Schultz <laughs> on my FFPC main event team, and I just, well, I, I'm very worried that no matter which way I end up going, it's going to be the wrong way, which absolutely it could be. Now, you know, it, it, it's one of those, when you're deciding between tight ends, you could make the right decision based on all the factors that go into it and just have it wind up being wrong when one of them has Randall Cobb's game from last night, from Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me, it's Schultz. If Dak Prescott plays, if Dak's out, you know, your decision's made for you. Even so, I mean, Tyler Higby's got the better oh, matchup. I don't know. It's going to be tough.
1: If Dak's out, you're going Higby, right?
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. Okay, good.
0: Tyler Higbee, I like here as well, regardless of what I end up doing on my own personal team, which people don't care about, I'm sure. Uh, Down to 5,300 in salary here. So, I mean, even lower than he was last week when he already looked attractive and wasn't terrible by any means. Second best scoring matchup for tight ends by FanDuel points allowed. He has seen the same number of end zone targets as Higbee as Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have has only scored one touchdown on those. Has more red zone targets than Robert Woods. Has ten catches in that range. He's only scored on two of them. So there are more touchdowns coming. This is definitely a game in which they could start coming. So I want to have some Tyler Higby heading into this weekend. Jared, defense. What do you like on Fanduel?
1: Yeah, Bills here. Just like on DraftKings, the, the Bills aren't as big of value on Fanduel here, but it's also easier to fit her in to fit in a higher priced defense on Fanduel. They're forty seven hundred bucks here. Um, you know, they, they exploded in the first game against Miami, they're 14 point home favorites. in this one, the Dolphins had the third lowest implied total on the week. So the bills are just, just in a perfect spot.
0: Yeah, I thought it fit her in. I thought you were turning into Larry the Cable Guy for a second. Um, I certainly have no argument against the Bills. They're 4700 bucks. The Rams at 5 k if there's money left over against the Texans, are certainly a good option as well. I think if the salary matters, the Bucks at 4200 are a decent starting point against the Saints. You know, the Saints have not been a smash matchup, but there's definitely potential. For them to be in any given game, and I think for a, a GPP lineup, the Chargers at 3,900 bucks against Mac Jones are interesting, and the Jaguars for 3,500 against Geno Smith.
1: Yeah, I like Jacksonville, and I like Cleveland too. Uh, you know, home home favorites against Ben Roethlisberger, there's there's upside there.
0: Yeah, Cleveland is without Denzel Ward and might be without Jadavian Clowney. I don't think that really changes things, but you know, it certainly alters the the defense a little bit. Yeah, for sure. That's going to do it for this week eight FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now to get more player recommendations. Kevin English has your cash game picks. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. And then play with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and other formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. Find the link for that in the description for this podcast, wherever you might be consuming it. For Jared Smol and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.